everyone appreciates you remembering those little things, right? And bringing them up and they feel like you care. And it's like, they're going to pay more attention to my message because it includes personal details. It includes things from when we talked about in the past versus if I just come at them out of the blue with, hey, do you have any more work? So all of those little things matter. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. In today's episode, I want to talk about some practical strategies for making sure that you maintain connection with your clients. So in a previous episode, I had talked about the importance of kind of following up. If you receive a rejection from a client, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. It happens to all of us. But you do want to make sure that you follow up with that client again in the future because you've done the hard work of getting your foot in the door with them. They now know who you are. So you don't want to waste that. You want to make sure that you reach out and follow back up at a later date. So how do you keep all of this organized? How do you keep all of this structured? How do you stay on top of it all? Well, I think the first thing to do is is just acknowledge that based on your brain, based on the way that you work, it may be difficult. You know, some people are more organized than others. I used to beat myself up constantly for not being as organized as other people, for not just managing to stay on top of everything, for forgetting things. A lot of this made more sense when I found out at the ripe old age of 38 that I actually have ADHD. And it's completely normal for me to not have been that good at staying on top of everything I needed to all of those years. So really, this also ties in with an episode that I talked about in the past as well about practicing the things that you want to be better at. And I guess I could say along with that practice, developing systems to kind of get around the ability to make mistakes. So a lot of what I do with my clients, operations management, the day-to-day that I do for them is teaching them how to set up systems so that things get done the right way each time. A lot of that systemizing things I can also apply to my personal life and you can as well to make sure that you are developing systems for staying on top of things like this. The first step is acknowledging really that you have a weakness in a certain area. For me, it is memory issues, like just remembering things that aren't directly in front of me. If it's something that I really care about and I've got the ability to focus on it for long stretches of time and it's very important to me and interesting, I have no problem recalling it at that moment or even the next day picking up where I left off because it's really important to me. But life isn't really set up to allow me to work in the way that my brain would prefer to work, which is going all in on something for days, weeks, months at a time, then finishing it, wrapping up, and then going on to something else. That's not how my day-to-day works. I have to keep track of things for multiple clients for my own life, my own personal life. And I live a digital nomad life where I'm packing up and moving every three to six months to a different country. There's just a lot to stay on top of. So what I've done is really try to develop systems that will help me stay on top of the things that I need to with clients. And this has trickled over into my personal life as well, because it just helps me to stay on top of all the day-to-day stuff and to really nurture connections with people in a way that 
that makes sense for me versus trying to trust that I will remember it all. So first up, I use my calendar a lot. I have struggled with this over the years, but it basically every so often I come back around to it. This time it's been in place for about a month and it's working really well. I just want to hang on to that, hopefully. But so the calendar is key, getting things scheduled in there and not trusting myself that I'll just remember it. And the second thing is lots of reminders and notes on different people that I've talked to, what we talked about and what I need to follow up with them on in the future. And I do this both on the client side and my personal life as well. So on the client side, it may look something like keeping track of things that they mention. If they mention something in their personal life going on, kid going off to school or they've got another kid on the way, if they're traveling over the holidays, just all these little things. Like instead of letting that stuff come and go, I will jot that down in a note that I have for the client. I don't do this in real time. Like I don't have just a document open, ready and waiting for the client to say something, right? Well, I'll just throw that in my Apple notes because I work off of a Mac and iPhone just so they can hand off seamlessly and what have you. So just drop that down in a note. And then later on, I'll go back and collect that and put that in that client's file. So just learning little things about them and taking notes on that and taking the date on that so that I can then bring it up in conversation down the road. So if someone mentions we just had our first kid and da, 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 it's our kid's like two months old, just taking a little note on that so that if I'm not reaching out to this client again, say that we've finished a project, we don't have anything new going on, I may reach out later. And instead of just coming at it cold with like, hey, you have any work? <laughs> Which so many freelancers do. And it's just not an effective way to open up with a client. You can send them something a lot more heartfelt and go, hey, it's been a while. Hope you've had a great summer. Hope things are settling in well with XYZ, whatever the kid's name is. They must be getting so big right now, right? So they've got to be what? Close to a year old? Da, 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 da. And like everyone appreciates you remembering those little things, right? And bringing them up and they feel like you care. And it's like, they're going to pay more attention to my message because it includes personal details. It includes things from when we talked about in the past versus if I just come at them out of the blue with, hey, do you have any more? work. So all of those little things matter. So when I talked in a previous episode about even if your client says no to you, you want to still make sure that you have kept these little things for future conversations when you have down the road that you can refer back to. And this is something that I've heard quite a few different people talk about. I think the first person that I probably heard it from was Jim Rohn. I listened to a lot of his stuff on YouTube. He was big in like 80s, 90s, just traveling and giving speeches and talking about life change, personal development, personal growth. And he mentioned the idea of just jotting down things from various meetings you had with people. What did you talk about? What was the outcome? How did that go? And just kind of filing those things away so that you have them to refer back to. And I do this not only for client work, but also for people that I have met in various places around the world, because I know that my memory will not be sufficient. And I know that sometimes I will go back to places and it's so nice. Everyone likes to feel valued. They like to feel a connection. They like to feel that you remembered them. And for me, many times for people, I can remember their face, but not necessarily their name. So what I'll try to do is grab their name and commit it to a note as soon as possible so that I can say, Linda, who works in the cafe at this place, in this city, in this country, and I'll just jot down some details about maybe what we've talked about. Like if she mentions like, oh yeah, I've been here for six years, just something a little like that. A lot of times people you meet in passing, there's not a whole lot that they'll say, but just a few things here and there that you can take note of to remember for the future. Like this particular woman, 
woman, just always cheery, always smiling. So nice. She got my name right away as well. And then a few times that I saw her in this like cafe co-working space, she would just constantly just be really nice. And I knew that I have friends in the area. I knew that over the years, I'm probably going to come back and visit this location. I'm probably going to go to the same co-working space because it's nice. It's friendly. There's a cafe in there where I met her. And so just jotting down those few details allow me to then come back, even if it's been a year and walk in and say, oh, hey, Linda, how are you? It's good to see you. It's been a while. And that just really helps me to remember and connect with people. And I have had this discussion with people before about is that authentic or not? Is it cheating almost in a way to put people's names and keep a list because she might think, oh my God, I cannot believe Michonne remembered me when I walk back into the cafe and like greet her by name. So is it fair to have just reviewed beforehand? Hey, I know I'm going to this cafe. What was her name again? Yeah. Okay. Da, da, da. And I think every person has to make their own call about what feels authentic to them, what feels real to them. For me, I know that I would not remember people's names otherwise. And to me, the authenticity of that comes from the fact that I care enough to write their name down, to keep notes, little jot down little things mentioned in conversation about them to remind me who they are and what we talked about. And I put in the effort to go and then review that again before I go to the place where I'm likely to see that person. To me, that is far more important than the fact that, hey, I don't have a photogenic memory. I'm not going to remember names, conversations, everything we talked about otherwise. But I'm putting in definite effort on this person's part because I want to nurture that connection and I want them to feel valued and feel like I remember them because many, many times I do remember them. It's just that I can't remember their name or as the years go by, I'm not going to remember the exact details of what we talked about but I cared enough to write it down in that moment and I cared enough to review it. So to me, it is still a very authentic connection, a very authentic, meaningful interaction with this person, even though I had to have some help on the back end with my systems. And to me, that's part of, again, this practice that I talked about in a former episode of just getting better at things. I've gotten better at my system over the years so that I take more of these notes, so I remember more things, so I know how to jot things down right away and then put them in my calendar or in the note right away. For me, another one is birthdays. I know how nice it is to get messages from people on my birthday. So a lot of times I will commit other people's birthdays to the calendar as soon as possible if they mention their birthday, right? Because over the years, I've met so many wonderful people. I've had the opportunity to live a life so far out of the normal kind of borders of many people's lives because of the travel that I've done, that it would be impossible for me to really keep in touch and reconnect with so many people if I didn't have these things in place. So aside from my really close friends or people that I've known for just about my entire life, I don't remember their birthdays automatically, but I've put it in my calendar. I put reminders in there. I set things up so that I will get notified because it's not dug in there, right? It's not like a groove in the brain, whereas like my best friend from childhood, I don't even have to think about it. Like I just, I know when her birthday is. I just know because we've been friends for 37 years now. You know, it's just always been a thing. So everybody else, they go into my calendar and over the years, 10 years from now, yeah, I'll, I'll remember their birthdays as well automatically without the calendar invite. But it just helps me because I would rather hear from somebody who didn't know my birthday. They don't have it memorized, but they put in the effort to mark it down. They put in the effort to set up notification system. And then they still take the time to reach out each and every 
year. We live in a world now that is just so full of everything demanding our time and attention that without setting up systems for following through and maintaining connection with people, it can be hard. So these little ways of helping yourself out are really important. I remember being younger and this would come up in relationships, romantic relationships, right? Somebody's complaining. My friends and I might be sitting around talking and one of my friends might be really hurt because her boyfriend didn't remember their anniversary. And it's because of the way we all process information differently, certain things are more important to certain people than the others. And it doesn't have to be like anniversaries are always more important to women and they're never important to men. It doesn't shake out like that. It's different people have different priorities, different ways that their brains work, different things that they think about, different things that they don't think about when it's not right in front of them. And so I understand my brain a lot better than I used to. And I will continue again, because I've just been on this journey of understanding what a neurodivergent brain can even look like just this year. So I've got loads more to learn about it. But one of the things that I have really come to appreciate is automation and scheduling and calendar reminders and things like that, because I would never be upset now if my partner couldn't remember our anniversary, because I don't know that I would remember my anniversary <laughs> if it wasn't in my calendar. Years ago, when I first got into a relationship, that early young love type thing. Yeah, of course, it would be hurtful back then. But I also didn't have a whole lot else going on in my life. And so in a way, there was like nothing better to do than sit around and remember anniversaries. Now I've got so much going on. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know what country I'll be in, what business things are going on, what my clients needs are like everything has gotten so much more busy just so much busier that remembering things, at least for me, isn't as easy as it used to. So in my future romantic relationships in, and I will continue, you know, in my own life and in business to just schedule things, automate things, make sure they have a place in the calendar and make sure there is a system for remembering those things. One of the things that I do daily practice I try to work on is doing three gratitudes every day. So in the morning, I will write down three things that I'm grateful for in the last 24 hours. So looking back over that. And that is automated because it's attached to sort of just the other things that I do in a row as I wake up in the morning. And so the same way that I do something like that, I would want to work together with team members, work together with a romantic partner, work together with clients, whoever it is to make sure that we have the things that are important to get done in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year tied into systems so that we're not forced to try and remember things because it really just doesn't work as well as scheduling, as making time for the things that are important and putting them into a system to ensure that they get done. So with freelancing, coming back to that specifically and coming back to clients and that sort of thing, look for ways that you can automate maintaining connection with people. It's really all about the personal touch. It's really all about connection on a genuine level. And just because you are taking notes down about somebody, just because you are automating how often you reach out to them, scheduling it, that does not mean that it's not genuine. It wouldn't be genuine if you just said what the hell and sent a generic plain copy paste message out each time, right? But you're not doing that. You're putting things in your calendar so that when they pop up, you are following through with a genuine message and actually reaching out and connecting to that client based on some notes, based on things you remember, based on things you took the time to jot down in the beginning about them, right? Your caring shows up by the fact that you actually took the time in the first place to make the effort, to write those things down, to organize it, to 
store it somewhere and to create a system so that when it's time to reach out to that client again, you know exactly where to go and what kind of things to connect with them on. I have found this to be so useful in my life ever since I kind of found out about it. Personal life, again, freelancing life, romantic life, all sorts of things like that. So much is better with systems. I hope that was helpful for you guys today. As always, you can reach out to me on Instagram at liveworktravelig. Send me an email anytime at hello at liveworktravel.com. And if you'd like to get your hands on the escape hatch, my freelancing course, you can head on over to liveworktravel.com forward slash escape. That is all for me this Monday. I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, Take care of yourselves.